it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach. And 100.5 The Game in Florence. And welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, along with you on this Reaction Monday. Coming fresh off the bye week. Now we get set for Florida to come in town this weekend. Somebody joining us today that can speak a lot to that from South Carolina football. Boogie Huntley, or you introduced yourself as Alex to me. Do you prefer Alex? Do you prefer Boogie? I, I can do either one here. Yeah, um, I, I do whatever. You know, I, my whole <laughs> life I've been known as Boogie, but my teachers call me Boogie. I've had... People call me, it's really whatever, you know. It's whatever you want to do. Boogie, Alex, they're, they're both the same to me. Now, where did that originate from? What's the story there? Yeah, so before I can even remember, honestly, so my brother said I used to crawl fast. Okay. And so the phrase, look at him, Boogie, came up. And All right. At four years old, I started playing football. And when I went out there, my mom would say, look at him, Boogie. And then literally the rest is history. It, it uh, that's all I remember. I, I don't know anything else but Boogie or Alex if it's very formal or my mom gets mad. Now, now that that to me is a better way of getting that nickname than like Booger McFarland, who said like his little sister used to just call him a booger, yeah. and now he's been known as Booger his whole life. Oh. So I think that's a better way of getting that nickname. That's true. Yeah, it gets confused sometimes, so I love to be able to clear it up. <laughs> booger is a very, um, oh no, he's a very like... Uh, Unique individual, though, so it kind of fits him. For sure, yeah. All right, so, Boogie, you, uh, first of all, see, you got the you got the tat going. So those are your initials, they are. the tattoo. When would you get that? You had that for a while? Um, I got this tattoo almost a year ago. I, okay. I think about, like, 10 months ago, I, I, I'd say, yeah. Painful? Uh, So this the inside of the arm. By the bicep and kind of near my armpit. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, I don't wish that, that pain on anyone. What is that? I mean, what does it feel like? Is it like constantly getting a shot? I have no tattoos, um, full disclosure. Honestly, it's just imagine somebody like just scraping it kind of, yeah. like digging in your arm a little bit. I mean, every other tattoo felt fine. Chest, form, I even got some on my elbow a little bit, and, every, and collarbone. All that was fine, but once I got to this inner bicep, ooh. How long did that take? Um, I think that took about three and a half, three and a half, four hours. So, yeah, it was just sitting there, no music. I forgot my headphones. So, no music, just listening to the needle. Oh, that's brutal. Now, on the football field, does the inti- how much does the intimidation factor ramp up for somebody with tattoos? Like, is that like plus five on the intimidation scale? Uh, honestly, I hope so, because I got an arm up. But, nah, I mean... And when you're out there, I feel like I, I now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even know if I notice people's tattoos or anything about them. Honestly, like I notice their like their face because I'm looking at them. We're playing, but 
I can't even think of a time where I've been like, oh, man, that guy has, has some nice tats. Who's who's the most tatted guy on the team, on on Ooh. one of your teammates? Um, there, See, there are some low-key guys who you, you don't really, like, like think have tats because, like, they're just always wearing hoodies or, yeah. or you just never even think about it. But there are a couple guys on the team who had a lot of tattoos, like a really good amount, like leg tats, arm, upper body, all that. Trying to think. I know Mario has some tattoos, and he's got the brand, so yeah, he's yeah, got a lot going on as well. So, yes, yeah, I don't know. A lot of guys, you know, just express themselves, yeah. do, do what they can. You got more on the way? You want to get more? Uh, I've actually, you know, some people call it, like, the, the itch. You know, you always want to, once yeah. you get your first tattoo, you just want to keep going and going. And I think I went through my tattoo phase of me, <laughs> like, just, oh, I want another tattoo, want another tattoo. I'm big on unless I have something meaningful. That's mm-hmm. the only time I'm gonna get something like everything on my body. Like I really want it, and it, it means it means something to me. So now I don't really have something where I'm like, okay, I want this to be on me forever. So yep. until that moment, until I have that that thing or something that I want to to represent my whole life, that's when I get a tattoo. But until then, I'm okay. So by week, I know. Uh... You've taken some time to rest up. Uh, you've taken some time to play a little golf. Uh, how, how do you feel physically right now, by the way? Because I know, I think you were one of the guys that Coach Beamer mentioned uh, among many guys that were kind of, you know, just beat up, banged up, you know, after playing the first five games of the season. So how do you feel physically? You know, I feel pretty good. Uh, I feel like, especially in, in college football, especially SEC, I should say, you know, you're never really going to be 100. Yeah. The whole season, yeah. there's never a time. We're going to be 100, let alone 90, 95. It's just how well, how close can you be 85? You know, like how well can you perform when you're, you know, not perfect? You're not feeling 100%. And so that's what it's all about. So this bye week, it was amazing. You know, coaches, uh, training staff, everybody, they helped us get right, got in the training room, got some treatment, gave us some time off. So it helped out a lot, and I'm feeling pretty good. So we know you guys last week had a little bit of a different schedule. You practiced Monday through Wednesday, had basically Thursday through Saturday off, got back in yesterday, started preparing for Florida, and back to a normal week, um, you know, starting today. How beneficial is just having those couple days off to not have to do much football-related stuff, not only from a physical standpoint but a mental standpoint? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, physically, I feel like it's more one of those things where you can just imagine – you don't have to do these hard practices or workouts. You can kind of just focus on getting your body back. So physically, it's amazing. And even mentally, you know, some guys need just a, a time away. Get your mind off of it. We've been going strong in football since late July, I think. So just get your mind off it a little bit. Just reset, and we can all come back. Just hit the ground running and, and finish out the season. And so that's kind of what this bye week was. Do whatever you had to do personally and come back in the building ready to go. So uh, we talk about that a lot, the difference in playing hurt. Like basically almost anybody playing football is playing hurt versus playing injured. You know, you don't want to be playing injured, but most of the time you're playing hurt. So you mentioned 85%. Like let's let's say midway through the season, do you think just about everybody in college football is running at like 85%? I mean, is that I, kind of your guess? Yeah, like I, the from how I feel and how I've experienced things and, and yeah. seen other people and just, you know, through living through through college football, I feel like it, it has to be. If if there's a team out there and all their guys are 100%, 
they probably figured something out that, that nobody else has, or they're going to be very rich in a couple of years <laughs> if they can get that science out to everybody else. Just because it's a tough sport, you, you practice hard, you play hard. So there's not, you know, not many people are going to stay a hundred percent throughout the whole season. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, you're not, like you said, it's a big difference between hurt and injured. And so if you're hurt, still got to play, still got to do it. So how well are you going to be able to play hurt? For you guys down in the trenches, and obviously it's physical on every single play for you guys, are you guys more banged up than everybody else, you would say? Um, I'd just say it's a little different for um, different positions. You know, certain positions are more likely to certain injuries. And, and I guess the D-line, we just all kind of, you know, hit here, maybe bumps and bruises here, strains, whatever. But luckily we do have we do have some good dudes on the D-line and even on the team who – who know, you know, when when to turn it on and off, I guess, body-wise. So when it's time to play, they come to play. And, and if there's ever a time they can, you know, sneak in a little rest or two, then hopefully they can get that in. And so I feel like everybody now is, is getting their body back, getting their mind right, and just ready to hop into Florida. So you feel you feel uh, felt good enough over the bye week, though, to uh... – Play some golf. We'll get into that. Oh, by the way, uh, I wished you a happy birthday yesterday. Um, it was your birthday yesterday. Oh, big 22. Yep. Tyler said that he would sing you happy birthday on the air. They, um, see, they, we'll they, save that they, for a couple. They want me to sing so badly. I'm terrible at singing. I don't know why they get me to do that. We're going we're gonna to do it at some point. Um, but, yeah, so I know you got to spend some family time. You got to play some golf. Went and saw our guys over at Charwood. Yep. How did you, how'd you play? Did you play with anybody on the team? Um. So... I played with uh, Nick Arzulio one day, and then I oh. played with a baseball player, Jackson Phipps, the other day. Okay. Yeah. How did um, – so Nick has told us a little bit about his golf exploits and how he's been, you know, kind of trying to get into it. Definitely. What's his uh, – has he progressed some? No, he, he no. definitely has. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, no, not, not yet. Well, well <laughs> I mean, uh, the first time I golfed with him to – a couple of days ago, I, it was a, a better performance for sure. Okay. I mean, on what scale? And you know, that's another question. Uh, but uh, he, he's getting better. He just, you know, falls apart sometimes. He might, right. He might get to the green with a par look, finish with a triple. I don't know, you know. But uh, it's he's super fun to golf with. Super, super cool dude. So just those guys who are fun, energy, funny. You know, going out to the course with them, that's kind of where you just, yeah. you know, don't think about anything. Just have fun, play, and that's that's what I like. Now, have you always been a golf guy, or has that been since you've been here? Um, It's really since my, I think, sophomore year here is when I got into it. Growing up, I mean, my dad had golfed a good bit growing up, but I just, I, I really only liked sports that were physical or highly, highly um you know, just had a lot of movements, running, jumping, hitting. I love those sports. So golf is kind of the exact opposite of it. So I guess it took me a little maturing to do to, to actually start to like it. So you have more uh, appreciation for oh, just how tough golf is now? A hundred percent. It is. It Frustrating can, game. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. It can really upset you, but it also can make you feel great so that's kind of why i love it you know well if you yeah if you hit a good shot it's like addicting because oh you're like God. oh man look look at that but, but then that's like one in yep. you know for some guys it's a lot kind of common yeah. right for me not common at all yeah just I, that one shot keep you coming back let's tell him boogie tyler about our our guy um 
Michael over at Pro Swing too. Yep. Got to get him over to Pro Swing. Oh yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, we got to hit some balls there on the podcast. So we'll get boogie, we'll get boogie over there too. Uh, we got to dive next, Tyler, into here in a little bit into Florida prep, which the team yes. is now fully back into. I was gonna say, uh, does it feel like those off days for the bye week go by really fast, and then you're right back into business as usual, getting ready for another week? Um, usually it does. I'd say, I guess this bye week. I, it actually felt like a perfect amount of time. Days didn't go by too fast. It might have been because my birthday, and so I guess it felt a little different. But hey, it was a great bye week, you know, got away from it, but now I'm glad to be back to it. So I think it was a perfect little break, but now we're back. Well, d- well what's, what's the Monday, you know, y- y'all get y'all get back in? Cause this is kind of like practice resumes to its normal, like last week, as Tyler said, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This week, back to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice, Friday walkthrough, so it's normal. So what are you guys doing on Mondays? Like, is today just kind of meetings, film review stuff, or is it a total day off? Yeah, so um, a lot of technical, I mean, if you have treatment, anything like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. got to come in the building. And so there aren't really just on-schedule mandatory meetings here that they're yeah. almost all positions that I can think of. They all meet on Mondays, just watch some film, do whatever you got to do. Just kind of just in the book stuff, off the field stuff. They'll do that on Mondays. Just kind of just text guys, hey, let's all do film mm-hmm. this time. So anything like that. Yep. And then Tuesdays when, you know, hit the ground running and go to work. Yep. All right, we'll dive more into the bye week stuff and take a look at Florida this upcoming weekend. As Guard Trust Hour rolls along, today's guest, Boogie Huntley, here on the game. And it is the Garnet Trust Hour here on the game on your Reaction Monday. Tyler and Chris along with you. Today's guest, Boogie Huntley, in on his off day. So thank you for being in here. And obviously now turning our attention to Florida this upcoming weekend. And uh, Boogie, it's no secret what happened last year down in the swamp. It was a rough game. Um, and certainly nobody knew what was going to happen over the next two weeks against Tennessee and Clemson. And certainly the season ended up a whole lot better than people thought it was going to be 10 games into the year, Florida coming in here this weekend. How much does what happened last year serve as a motivating tool for, I don't want to say getting revenge, but being motivated to come out and have a better performance against the same team. Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody kind of put the goods and the bads of last year away. Just because, you know, it's a whole new year. We have new things we want to accomplish, new things we want to do, and no need to dwell on the past. But with that being said, I'll also say that it, it is one of those things just, you know, mentally. That's just last year was something we can't let happen again. We we hated the feeling we had. And so when it comes to losses like that, the only thing you should remember is how you felt after that game, in my opinion, is that that, that horrible feeling you have deep down inside. That's Those are the things you remember, and those are the things that kind of, motivates you just a little bit more to play harder just because you never you never want to you know let let yourself down let your teammates down fans family everybody you never want to do that so that's kind of what i say about last year's game you know on motivation 
I want to get your take on this as a player who goes through this every week. Uh, I think we talk about that a lot. Like, we, we talked about it um, going into the Tennessee game for the Vols, right? Like, hey, they want revenge because of last year, right? For y'all, hey, you want revenge against Florida. But is it more of – I feel like almost every time or every time a college football team takes the field, both teams want to win, right? I mean, like, both teams are motivated. Sometimes teams have, like – I don't know, some internal strife or something like that that's going on that can maybe have an effect on things. But is the motivational part maybe pointing you, like, more towards the process of, like, what you need to do? Does that question make sense? Like, I feel like you you can be super motivated or you can want revenge, but if you don't play well, you're not going to win, right? So is it more of just, like, hey, we don't want to feel that feeling again. Let's take a hard look at, like, what we need to do to prepare this time. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely part of it just because I feel like that's with a game like last year, it's hard to forget that and it's mm-hmm. hard to, you know, just erase that out your mind. So there's definitely some aspects of, oh, man, let's we we can't have this happen again. We, <laughs> we know this feeling. We never want to have that feeling again. There's definitely a little bit of that. And that's just kind of like an inside thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really has to say it to, to understand it right. just because, you know, it was it was bad. But... It's also just, you know, we put so much work into it. We know what team we can be. We know what team we want to be. And so, like you said, if you don't play well, you know, that's kind of all it's about. So the motivation, just do your job, play well. It just comes from all the hard work. And then also playing for your brothers, that's a big one. It's, you know, it's it's a lot. If you know you're working for not only yourself, but the guy next to you, your brother who you bleed, sweat, you know, do everything mm-hmm. with, it's it's a lot more on your shoulders but in a good way you're playing for a lot more than yourself and so that's kind of what it's about let's get your early scouting report on florida don't give too much away don't say well we're gonna do this obviously and i know you wouldn't do that anyway but um early thoughts on their team as you dive into them this week but particularly with their offense because that's going to be your focus of course yeah i mean it's a good team sec team won some games and, and I just give I give Florida a lot of respect, kind of the same way I do a lot of opponents, but give them a lot of respect, but just kind of, you know, think about their weaknesses, what they're good at, and target certain things. And, and so just looking around, I mean, they have a, they have a good running back group. Mm-hmm. They have a, a deep O-line group. They got a couple guys who've been in and out, shuffling. They're all kind of older to an extent. They got the quarterback, and so... You know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting game, but it's nothing I don't think we, we can't handle or nothing we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, so I'm trying I'm trying to say as much as I can without saying too much. But no, I, they're I a good it. team, but I also think that if we read our keys, fit our gaps, just play well, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that uh, good running back room that they have, a good combo there with Montrell Johnson and uh, Trevor Etienne, and, and Trevor was actually out this past weekend uh, against Vanderbilt. But when you look at a team like that that's coming in that you know is going to run the ball, what, if anything, looks different this week in your preparation for them as opposed to a team that maybe is going to be throwing it a little bit more? Um, Preparation-wise, I mean, we, we might just see different things in practice or or stuff like that. But personal preparation, I try and keep it all the same. The only thing that changes between run or pass really is just, you know, how I play on the field. It's not... Mentally, every snap, I'm kind of ready for run, transition to pass, whatever it may be, depending on down the distance. But, yeah, it's just it's all the same to me, really. 
whether a team wants to come in here, run, or come in here and pass it, it really doesn't matter. I'm going to prepare the same way. I'm going to have the same mindset going into the game. And, and once we get, get in between those lines, that's when it's really just, you know, play football. Just go out there, make some plays. So what is your favorite uh, time of day to play? We're going to set the, separate this between home and away games, but just if you had to pick noon, 3.30, 4, 7, 7.30, like what, what's your favorite? 3.30. Okay. Perfect. 3.30, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> right in the middle. For sure, yeah. I mean, 7 o'clock game, we, get, I, we have a lot of night games. Yeah, so, you guys play really well at night. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's true. That is also true. But we we do have a lot of night games, and so it's it's a lot of time in the hotel. It is a lot of time in the hotel. So just I kind of on game days, I'm a guy. Once I wake up, I'm ready to play. You want to get that energy out? Yeah, like. yeah. I'm kind of just sitting there, just in the hotel, waiting. Don't know what to do with myself. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching other games, but I really could care less about the other games going on because I want to play. So. Yeah, I'm up 3.30, guy. Gives you enough time to sleep in a little bit, but also you're not waiting the whole day to play. We talked to somebody recently who liked the noon game. Um, yeah, that's a big one, too. Was it, was it, was it Tonka? No. No, it wasn't? Mm-mm. I don't remember who it was. I don't either. Maybe T.J. Sanders. Maybe Marcellus. It, 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 I can see T.J. I think it was T.J. That's yeah, right. I think it's T.J. Yeah, I'm, a lot of or people. Or Marcellus, yeah. A lot of guys are fans of those those mid those midday games. You just get it and get it. Yeah, yeah, just because it like like it's a lot of time in the hotel or just sitting around and <laughs> and we're all kind of you know we're all kind of the same on the team I guess that we, we want to play we wake up it's, it's game day it's the best day of the week so when that day comes just sitting in a hotel waiting it's just you know it's it's not the best but we do play well at night as well I also have have noticed that so. <laughs> Uh, no matter when the game is, we're going to have fun. We're going to go out there and try and fly around. Yeah. But preference, 3.30 for me. Now, a okay. couple weeks ago when Southern Cal and Colorado played, that was a 10 a.m. local kickout in Boulder. <laughs> Would you be down with something like that? Uh, honestly, so often, probably not. But that kind of reminds me of the, the old days back when you're playing, like, peewee football, <laughs> it, like those games, those early Saturday you're games. 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that'd be kind of fun to switch it up. Well, last year, I mean, like last year when y'all played at Arkansas, that was 11 a.m. local. Yeah. That's not 10, but yeah, that's pretty early, you know. I mean, you like we got up that morning and we're like, oh, it's time to walk to the stadium. And for yeah. you guys, y'all are actually playing in a football game. More important, yes, sir. So that's, a, that's a lot of preparation. All right, do you like playing? I assume you like playing at home better. For sure. Okay. For sure. There's not doubt. many. Like, Juice Wells, I think, is the only person that said he likes playing away games better. Well, Juice, that's all of his touchdowns yeah, were like away touchdowns <laughs> he only, last he year. He only scores touchdowns on the road. Yeah, no. I am I mean, williams Bryce, I thought the atmosphere, yeah. that's one of the reasons I chose to come to South Carolina was to play in front of those fans and that crowd. So that's that's something I, I cherish every time I go into that stadium. I love it. It's a great time, great atmosphere. So I love that place. All right, we'll have more with Boogie Huntley as today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on a Reaction Monday here on the game. What you're talking about. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence.
Welcome back in. Garnet Trust Hour on your Reaction Monday. Tyler Head, Chris Clark with you in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. Today's guest, Carolina defensive lineman Boogie Huntley hanging out with us. Talking about the bye week, talking about getting ready for Florida this upcoming weekend, 3.30. You can listen to right here on the game. You know, we were talking about playing home in a way at the end of that last segment there. And you look at this Florida team in the year and a half under Billy Napier, they've only won one game on the road. That was against Texas A&M last year. And Texas A&M was missing like half of their key players due to injury and illness um, and, and several other things there. What what is the biggest difference playing on the road? Why would a team like that struggle so much away from the swamp? What go what goes into a road game where those kind of things can happen? Um, honestly, I I didn't even know that, but just a change of scenery, you know, uh, it's a whole different, I guess, hotel. We stay in hotels, whole different hotel, whole different, you know, setting. So I guess. You know, sometimes it can knock you out of your groove. And then besides that, I, you have the crowd. So momentum is a big thing about all sports, all games. And so the crowd can, can really affect the momentum sometimes. And that can affect teams. If, you have, if you're going to a great stadium or a, a place with a great atmosphere, the home team that makes a big play, it's gonna, the stadium's going to erupt. So things like that, you can kind of sway the momentum a little bit. It works in your favor. So when you have little things like that, those can kind of, push to your side of the of the game so i guess that's what i'd say y'all have played in some big environments this year already on the road um you know you played in athens played in knoxville you played the the uh, neutral site game in charlotte but do you, you like having um it's like always a point of conversation with the fans like you look at some of the schedule like missouri's opening schedule before they got into sec play or georgia's schedule before they got into sec play frankly easier than you You guys have North Carolina and Clemson and then all the SEC games right so but do you like it that way better like just playing that competition every single week um I mean I wouldn't say I'm I dislike it or like it yeah for me personally I kind of see it as whoever's on the schedule that's just who's next so like yeah, beginning of the season, I might look at the schedule and be like, "Man, like we got we got a pretty stacked schedule." But <laughs> that that thought kind of goes out of my head pretty quick because once we get into the season, uh, this after the first game, I personally kind of flip that switch. Like, all right, now for now for the season, we every week for the next twelve weeks, I guess it is it is a grind. It's like a gauntlet. All right, you beat this team. Well, next week you got this team. So. You know, there's no really rest of it, but that's just how kind of football mm-hmm. is, college football is in SEC. And how much are you paying attention to what your opponents down the line are doing? Obviously, Kentucky beat Florida pretty soundly last weekend, lost to Georgia this past weekend. Missouri loses a shootout game against LSU. Like, how much are you keeping tabs on what they're doing, or is it so locked in? Like, I'll see the tape the week before and, or, and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, so, like, this bye weekend, if I, I mean, I watched some of the SEC games and some of the other conferences games a little bit but though I was trying I, I was keyword trying to kind of watch it for entertainment but uh, it's I've been playing football so long now I guess I just look at it different <laughs> yeah. I kind of sitting there like breaking out what the O-line was doing or or the D-line like what they should have done better or or that or how it was good you know stuff like that so when when it comes to these teams I might have a thought like okay yeah I just watched these dudes beat so and so but it's really for me I'm just watching the film. I'm breaking it down. 
uh, I'm kind of just I try to stay focused on who I got that week and I know if I haven't played him yet, I, I will pretty soon. Are you are you able to watch any football for entertainment anymore, or is it all just <laughs> I'm so ingrained in it that I have to look at it this way now? I'd say once games, especially NFL games, kind of get a little tight, like it's a good game, that's where I'm kind of, you know, go back and I'm excited. Oh, what's going to happen? Who, who do I think? But a lot of games I'm kind of just watching. I'm looking at that D-line, O-line group, just watching how they're moving, what they're doing, and so... It's very different from how I used to watch football. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so that's your starting point. Like, you're watching the lines, like, throughout. Like, ball kick, like running back gets the ball, you're still kind of paying attention to what the D-line's doing. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I definitely. That's like, uh, in last night's game the with the Niners, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm watching it, and I am not watching anybody else <laughs> with the D-line. Like, Javon got in a good bit, so I was watching him a lot. And so it's just stuff like that, you know. And I kind of enjoy that. I love D-line. I do. I love the position. I mean, I love football, but I love D-line. And so, you know, I still enjoy watching that. I still think you're – I know we talked about this before. I still think you're going to end up being a coach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that's one of those things where, where I could I could see myself doing that as well. I just know coaching is – it's a it's a hard job. It's a stressful job. Oh, yeah. And so – I mean, if it comes to that, then it comes to that, and I think I'd put mm-hmm. my, you know, give all my effort into Private it. Private training yeah. at the least. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I some could, training on the side. Yes, yeah, sir, yeah. I, I could definitely do that, and I I think I'd have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. You know, I think I'd be able to help some people out. I, you know, I'd like to say so, but, yeah, I could see myself doing that, and I've definitely thought about that a good bit as well. Well, our uh, our afternoon host, Jay, he thinks you should run for public office. <laughs> okay. He would. Yeah, that, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I... I've actually had people, a couple people tell me that before. And so I'm really just, uh, right now I'm trying to live in the moment while still keeping my my eye out on what the future might hold and and anything like that. So I haven't closed any doors off. I'm just, you know, one one day at a time. He'll be excited to know that's a possibility. Yes, yes. yes, He's, yeah, Jay's big you know political sphere guy so yes, he's sir. he's got you you're you're his preferred candidate for got it so i don't know what well, office I he just said public office yeah just yeah. any public office yes I appreciate and you do that. have experience in that realm as we know yeah student yes, body sir. president Hammond. so let's go back to run defense so tyler was mentioning earlier take it back to florida you mentioned their experienced offensive line they have some depth there a couple really good backs as we know and they they're going to want to come out and you know run the football you know, and be efficient offensively. So my take has been that maybe the numbers have not shown it this year always, but I do feel like y'all's defense is a better run-stopping team than last year. Agree? Disagree? Uh, I'd like to agree. I think uh, numbers-wise, I think we might be able to, so far, like this far in the season, I think we might be able to say that. Mm -hmm. But but I'd say so. Do you, do you, if I were to ask you that and you were, let's say you were an outside observer, let's say you don't even play on the team, like would you look at the numbers or would you kind of go eye test or would you kind of mix both? I mean, because ultimately like, it's a results business. Like you are what you are. But like I still feel like if you, if you gave me one, I think this year's run defense has been better. Yeah, I mean, I I would say it has been better. I don't say that to discredit anybody last year sure. or anything of that nature. Uh, but I do think this year has been better, and I think uh, it's going to continue to get better as the, as the year goes on and 
you know, get in the film room more, get more to the reps in practice. Yeah, so going back to game one, I know um, I was going to ask you, like, what, what has to get better, you know, in order to continue to progress. So I'm thinking back to game one after the UNC game. Clayton White said that he had gone back and Coach Robertson, your position coach, had gone back and they just saw just some technique things, right, that could be cleaned up. So is that what it is from game one to game five to game six to game 12? Like, what's the progression to continue getting better? Yeah, I mean, like they said, game one was technique. You know, it was uh, bad. I know I know, it was a game we all wish we could get back, a game we wish we could kind of do over, but we can't. That's football, so we just got to learn from that. And so, the, yeah, that was a big technique game, you know. We just got to stay stay with our proper technique, do what we're being coached. And, and now getting all the way up to was game six. Yep, yep. Yeah, game six. It's more we're getting you know a little better here on technique, which you can never you can never stop improving. Sure, technique. It, can, it can always always get better, so that's always a big thing. But also just you know having the right run fits, staying in your gaps, reading your keys, and doing your job. A lot of times it, it's our defense, and a lot of defenses is everybody has a job. Do your job. If everybody does their job, well, you know we're gonna win the game. Just because in defense, it's supposed to be every guy has a certain gap or, mm-hmm. or alignment or whatever that will stop people from making a play. So if we do that, just do your job, it should be good. So when when a football player's technique, um, it's probably not a blanket answer, right? But when a, when a technique, when you kind of lose your technique or when you get out of the mindset of doing your job, is it more of just you're so amped up playing, like, I'm going to make a play, and so then your technique fails, or is it something maybe the offense is doing to kind of make you think, or is it sometimes both? Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I I would say sometimes both, just to mm-hmm. give a, a better answer, but I feel like for me and my experience and, and seeing other guys too, it's just that it's the it's that game moment, you know, you're so amped up, the adrenaline running, things going, and I know for D-line, you're sitting there lined up across a guy, and it's about to be a battle. It's a fight every snap. And so sometimes you can kind of get away from your job and mentally and just kind of make it a personal battle. It's something mm-hmm. you shouldn't do. It's not a personal battle. This is a game, you know, Gamecocks versus whoever it is. It's not Boogie versus the O-lineman. So I know sometimes you can just get so into the game and so just competitive, you know, that competitive spirit in you, and you want to do certain things. You want to make the big play. You want to help the team out. But that's not always what it's about. It's just doing your job and, 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 and making that play when it's your time to make that play. All right, we'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Garner Trust Hour with Boogie Huntley on a Reaction Monday here on The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour. On your home of the Gamecocks in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence. Welcome back in. It's the Garnet Trust Hour here on a Reaction Monday. Tyler and Chris, along with you in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios, Boogie Huntley with us for a few more minutes. You know, talking about... Coming off the bye week, heading into Florida this weekend, uh, Preston Thorne, who is a co-host on our morning show, former defensive lineman for the Gamecocks back in the early 2000s under Lou Holtz, you know, said last week that those bye week practices are a lot different. Obviously, you're not focusing on a specific opponent for that upcoming weekend where you can focus a little bit more on 
technique and on the nuances of your specific skill set itself. How much of that went into what y'all did Monday through Wednesday of last week that can hopefully better prepare you for this uh, uh, upcoming slate of games to close out the season? Yeah, I mean, I think the bye week is something super useful, not only getting yourself right, you know, physically and mentally, but just just like you said, kind of kind of improving on your own technique and, and even just your defenses or your front seven or, or how teams are, or yourself is gelling with other players or other positions. And so that what he was saying was, was so true. We got to focus on things like basic technique because you can never go wrong with the basics. You, you can never... Never stop sharpening your skills there. And, you know, we got to learn certain super specific little details. Or not learn, but just, you know, keep harping on them. Just the little things because those are those are the things that win and lose games. So when you get to focus a lot on that instead of what, you know, other teams are going to do or, or situations, stuff like that, it, it can help out a lot. Remember when Lou Holtz used to do those, uh, like, pregame speeches, like, on ESPN? Like, yeah. they would give him, like, a game and he would do, like, the speech. Yeah, those are funny. Those are funny. Have you ever done, Boogie, have you ever done like the, uh, so I saw last week before the Tennessee game, Debo was given like the the pregame, like fire everybody up. Have you ever done that? Yeah, uh, I'll, so I'll be, if, if when that whole happens right after the punt, <laughs> everybody run, Debo getting everybody crazy, whatever, <laughs> I'll be sitting right next to him, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah, ad libs, whatever, hyping, yeah, just trying to be like hype in that sense. But the only time I'm I'm really talking when it's on game day, really is, mm-hmm. is just you know if it's ever needed. That's kind of how I see it. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm gonna always try and be a leader, help the team out whichever way I can. You know, break guys down here and there. But if if I ever you know gather the guys up, it, it's not a it's not really a talk of, hey, let's keep doing well. You know, it's, it's just one of those things like, let's lock in. We're better than that kind of thing. And so that's that's kind of how, how what I do, I, I guess, how I see it. Didn't you do that, the Mississippi State game? Yeah. Didn't you have a little powwow? You called a little meeting? Yeah, I've done that I've done that a couple <laughs> games so far. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that it, what's good, I feel like, about our team is a lot of times when – a guy or a coach says something about, you know, just us playing better or anything like that, you know, we're not saying anything that people don't think or they don't know. You know, we're all thinking the same thing. We're all sitting there, oh, we got to play better. It's just, you know, when when we, when a certain person, me, myself, a coach, anybody brings, you know, the team up together and, and, you know, we have that talk man to man, it's 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 a little different. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe because you're just so in the moment. Yeah. And you're just so just your feelings, emotions, your competitiveness is all just flowing out of you. So that's all it is. But the whole team, we, we want to be great. We want to get better. We want to play better if we're playing bad. So that's all that is. Now, now sitting here talking to you for this past hour, you're very calm, very <laughs> even keeled. Does that uh, flip switch as soon as you step on the football field? And can you turn it right back off as soon as the game's over? Um, I think there is a new... It's funny because I've always thought about that myself because when I put the helmet on personally, it's kind of like just a new feeling. You know, it's it's just you can't do anything wrong out there. You can be 100 percent yourself whenever you you feel you can, you know, you you fight people every every day for a living. And so it's kind of fun. You know, it's aggressive, it's competitive and. And that's kind of who I am. So when I'm off the field, I'm I'm a very chill, relaxed Mm guy, you know. Like to talk, joke around, but when I'm on the field, it's it's trying to really like have fun and really go crazy, just 
do what it is. So yeah, I definitely say it's kind of a new, a new, uh, you know, side of myself that comes out when I'm on the field. One thing that Coach Beamer has been pretty good at, in my opinion, is kind of keeping you guys on track. And of course, y'all get credit, all the credit in the world for that too. Um, when people have started to count this team out, like I think of 2020. Y'all had a couple wins. Florida was one of them where nobody really – 2021, I'm sorry – where nobody really expected it. 2022, last year after the Florida game, season's over, pack it up, everybody go home, and then y'all respond with the end of the year. So uh, how how is he able to kind of keep y'all on track and rally the troops, so to speak, and and how are y'all able to do it as a team as well? Yeah, I mean, the coaches, Coach Beamer and all the coaches, they do do a great job. You know, I think it starts with one just – you know, the dudes in the facility, you know, mm-hmm. we all want to win. There aren't really guys who are want to give up, who want to quit. But I guess, you know, the dudes on the Gamecock football team, they, they're all competitors. They they all, they never have that quit feeling or, or wanting the want to quit. So it's never really a hard thing, I guess, to keep us on track. I feel like a good thing from last year is that if you ever are, you know, feeling kind of negative or anything about the team, you know, like you just said, last year we went into Florida, played awful game, and then <laughs> finished out the season the way we did. So, you know, football is every given Sunday, in this case, every any given Saturday, and that's how I see it. If, when you look at um, this Saturday's game, again, not, without giving too much away, your kind of keys to the game, what do you all have to do defensively? to be able to walk away and, and have had a successful successful afternoon? Uh, defensively, honestly, I, I say this with, if we do this, we'll win the game. If everybody does their job on that specific play, no no MEs, no falling out of a gap, no just technique is on point. If we do that, then we'll win the game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have no if, and, or but about that in my head. I have no question about that in my head. If we... If we do our job, each individual person, and this is on the whole team, if we do our sure. job just as your position, as your uh, defense tackle, defense end, cornerback, nickel, whatever it is, if, if that person and the whole defense does their job together at the same time, we'll win the game. All right. Well, Boogie, thanks for hanging out with us. We certainly wish you and your teammates best luck this weekend and best luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. All right. I'll do it for today's edition of the Garner Trust Hour. He's Boogie Huntley. I'm Tyler Head. That's Chris Clark coming up next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. You're on the game. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.